We open in the past. How do we know it's the past, you ask? Good question. You can tell because the footage you're seeing, you can see this, right? It's shot in good old-fashioned low-quality Handycam Digital, complete with anachronistic aspect ratio. The night is as dark as the shot is steady. Our scene illuminated only intermittently by the flashing red hazards of Jeff Lynn's signature station wagon, currently parked alongside a lonely forest highway. Seated on the ground beside that station wagon is the man himself, only looking about 10 years younger than he typically does here in the present day. The red light of the hazards casts Jeff's blood-soaked lab coat in a splotchy black as he holds his head in his hands and weeps. <laughs> Beside him, out of the station wagon's slightly ajar back hatch, we see a large fur-covered hand hanging lifelessly in the night. And over this sad static scene, our title card now solemnly descends. Dangerous times at Chillhaven High, colon, the Cybersquatch Imperative. Starring Bess Lawson as Penny White, James Kettler as Zeke Lynn, Megan Stressman as Angela Atticus Jr., and Philip Stressman as the Game Master. present in media res as that same Jeff Lynn, whose ponytail is now about 10 years older. But he's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not. Crinkles his face in fear as this cyber squatch levels the barrel of a chain gun in his direction from the passenger side window of Angela Atticus Jr.'s Range Rover. Who's that in the driver's seat next to cyber squatch? It's one Angela Atticus Jr. What are you doing? So we see Angela lock eyes with Jeff and her eyes widen and she knows that she needs to make a split decision on what to do. Uh, obviously, the cyber squatch is not happy. So Angela is going to make a decision to immediately drive away. Okay. Uh, I think that this is going to be a roll because um, you are trying to uh, react in the, in the, as you said, a split second reaction to get away before Jeff's face is uh, turned into... Dust. Yeah, dust. <laughs> dust in the wind. Dust face. Um, Angela, you are the driver. Yes. So I think you're an expert. I am an expert driver mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> compared to the rest of the people. Uh, I think that this is reckless. Okay. Uh, so I, I think roll for reckless with two dice. So then I want to... Higher than, higher than three. Yeah. Okay. You can do it. <sighs> Oh, one and a three. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. That's your birthday. Mm -hmm. It's my birthday. It's uh, my birthday. It is your birthday. And for your birthday, I have gotten you the present of being able to ask me one question, uh, um, as well as then being able to describe the success of your own action. I can ask any question. Any question. Think big. Go, go, like, swing for the fences, as they say. Like, can you give me an example? No. Can you give me a hint? You can ask whatever you want. I know, but, but I'm not giving you a hint. But I this is such a powerful thing. I feel like <laughs> I've given you enough already. 
this is a very, very powerful game mechanic. Um, what is like? Okay, what's the safest way to get Jeff and Cyber Squash to to meet and reconcile their differences? <laughs> <laughs> What is the safest way? Yeah, like how can we have have this go well without Cyber Squash just throwing up arms immediately? How, what can we do? What can what's a, how do we approach this? Yeah. Um uh so I will here's what I'll say. Uh-huh. Uh Jeff has information that will allow you to quash this beef. He knows where the cyber where the Squatch Bride is. Squatch Bride? Yeah. In all Squatch's memories, he'd been reaching out his furry little hand to a different Sasquatch yeah. that they've been walking through the woods together. Squatch. Jeff knows, Jeff knows where the Bride of Squatch is. Squash Bride. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My favorite Tim Burton movie. I'm just picturing like a squash that someone has glued googly eyes in a wedding and hair. This is my bride. <laughs> okay. Veggie tails. If y'all were going to marry a squash, what kind of squash would you marry? Butternut. Gonna, fuck, I was going to say butternut. I beat you to it. It's such a beautiful slender figure with that fat bottom. Yeah. Pumpkin. Why pumpkin? I like pumpkin. <laughs> Great. I don't know. And I, I can carve never... any face I want into him. I'll do. Ugh. You like zucchini? I do like a zucchini. Um, maybe one of them little acorns. Oh, the acorns, oh, no. acorns, acorns are beautiful. Yeah. I would like someone I can carry around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna uh, since you took mine, which was butternut. I'm gonna say <laughs> one of those like are they called Sultan squashes that look like a fancy hat? Uh, yes, fancy I know exactly hat. what you're talking about. I yes. want uh, to marry the fancy hat squash. I don't so, know about that because then I'll be rich. Uh, why? Well, because the, the, it's fancy, so it's got money. Oh, you know? okay, sure, sure, sure. I googled Sultan squash and I got turban squash. Turban squash. That's what I'm thinking of. They look powerful. Yeah, I like would marry a would, turban squash. Like they would destroy your family. Well, it is my family now. Oh, wow. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Double decker squashes. Yeah. It is a double. Yeah. <laughs> squash on bottom, squash on top. Uh-huh. Some goo in the middle. Ew. Uh, anyway, so yes. the, answer, the answer to your question. Jeff got info. Jeff has the information you need to quash this beef. To squash the beef. Squash the squash To beef. cyber squash squash the, the beef. beef. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we see Angela immediately lock the doors to the car once she locks eyes with Jeff. She immediately puts the car into drive and skirts out before Cyber Squash can even make a move. We cut to inside the store, Penny, uh, where you have just heard the commotion outside. Penny has heard the commotion. And we, while um, that was going on, we saw Penny kind of rush over to the door, which is just glass, so she could see through it. Saw Angela peel away. Um, saw Jeff and Heck almost get taken out. But they're fine. Sasquatch is fine. But Penny is going to text them so they don't follow the car. So Penny, we see Penny pull out her phone and text Heck and say, you and Jeff stay right there. I'll explain in a minute. Be out soon with a little heart emoji. So we see uh, from, I think, from over Penny's shoulder inside the instrument middle, we see out the glass door in the parking lot, Jeff cowering in a crouch <laughs> position with his hands over his head, uh, just sort of like feeling around his uh, his hat and head to, for <laughs> bullet holes. Uh, meanwhile, Heck, standing next to him, grabs his phone out of his pocket, looks at it, turns back to face uh, our camera and gives a thumbs up to Penny. 
Okay, now Penny is gonna try to get this guitar again. Yeah, I'm gonna try a different way. Just fucking smash so, that glass. <laughs> real quick, can I check in with Zeke? Uh, we see Zeke standing behind this grand piano, his hands no longer on the keyboard, as he slowly puts one leg and then the other over the piano bench and slowly backs into a corner as the two employees of the instrument middle both kind of corral around him with their arms out like zookeepers trying to catch a wild gorilla. And Zeke says, uh, Okay, that's my set tonight, everybody. Thank you very much, Instrument Middle. I'll see you all again in the meantime. And then he's going to try to make a mad dash between these two goobers. Greg, quick, get a picture of him for the band for life wall. Nope, I'm going to run. We cut back to Penny. Uh, Zeke is headed in your direction, being tailed by the two Instrument Middle employees. What's your move? Okay, so Penny is going to try and convince these two employees that she has already paid for this guitar. <laughs> she is going to like put a thought in their mind that she's already bought it and she just needs them to hand it to her. So she's willing to like essentially manipulate them. To yes. inception them. Yeah, yeah, you're doing like a like a force hand wave like Yeah, cuz okay. I'm able to read minds and put thoughts in them, but normally it applies to like monsters, so I'm going to try and <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Listen, humans are the monsters. Humans are the real, humans monsters. Are the real monsters. Audience. Okay. <laughs> That's the lesson of this show. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, roll two dice, one prepared, um, one regular for uh, patience. That's a success. So we see Penny standing um, outside the glass case of the 1987 Gibson Flying V, the white one. So we see Penny be approached by Zeke and our lovely employees whose names I don't remember. Greg, quick, get the, just get a picture of his face so we can put it up on the wall. Zeke's just like tur- like lifting his coat up above the level of his head to just be like, la, 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 you can't see me. So we see Penny put her left arm on the outside of one employee's shoulder and the right arm on the outside of the other one. Uh, my shoulder. She's going to look them both in the eye and say, Thank you both so much for your help today and for allowing Zeke a chance to um, explore all musical outlets. He has dreamed of this day for years. Um, It's only up from here for him. But I think I'm ready to um, take the guitar home now, so if you don't mind just packing it up for me, um, and I'll be on my way. Uh, we see uh, both of them, their momentum has completely stopped now with your hand on their shoulders. Uh, and we see sort of like a glazed look pass over both of their eyes. And they exchange a slow, glossy glance with each other before turning back to face you, Penny. And Greg, the taller one with the, the long stringy hair, blinks two or three times and then says, uh, Oh, Josh, you rang her up without taking the guitar out of the case. That's not protocol. It's okay. There was a lot going on. Yes. There was a lot going on. I will unlock the case now for you to take your guitar that you have purchased already. Exactly. Uh, and we see we see Josh shakily take his keys out of his pockets uh, and shakily <laughs> lift his hand up to the locking mechanism. Uh, as this glass case is opened. Uh, and Penny, once this case is opened, the lighting in inside this instrument middle seems to change ineffably. And you see the guitar almost like glowing from behind. Uh, and with this glow, you're able to see now the outline of uh, faint 
but perfect penis imprint. Ah, yes. Okay, so Penny is going to reach out, grab the guitar, pull it in close, say thank you both so much. You are both so helpful. Um, in unison, uh, with these glossy looks still over their faces, we hear them say, "You're, you're welcome. welcome." Well, um, I hope you both have a great rest of your day. If you don't, we're just gonna um, head out now and um, go work. Go maybe some band practice, Zeke. I feel like we could use it. Yeah, I got a shred. Okay. Um, so, but bye. <laughs> and then Penny just like kind of swiftly walks out. We were never here. Smoke bomb. He doesn't have a smoke bomb, and then he runs out. Stop. We cut to the inside of Angela Atticus Jr.'s 2020 Range Rover, screeching away down the highway as the Cyber Squatch screams in frustration. No, you must stop! I can't. I have a feeling that that's not a good idea. It is a great idea. I wish to kill that terrible man. So, you know my uncle? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say I know him. Then, then what? Ah. And Sasquatch closes both of his eyes tightly and lifts his robotic and Sasquatchian hands to cup his head. My memory is washing by like broken fragments, but I saw him so clearly. It was he, it was he who took my Sasquatch life. Uncle Jeff kidnapped you? Uh, no, I said he killed me, not kidnapped me. He ki- he killed me, not took my life, like took it and like brought it somewhere. <laughs> Which is a weird way to describe kidnapping. <laughs> I took his life to New York. <laughs> my uncle killed you? We see Angela pull the Range Rover on the side of the road. Um, and to the emergency lane and put her hazards on. And to make sure that Cyber Squatch doesn't escape, she's going- Cyber Squatch is already frantically clawing at the uh, the door handle on his on the passenger big. side. Listen, their child lock is on. You don't even know what that is, but child lock is on. You can't get out. Tell your children to remove their locks. <laughs> Angela is going to root the Cyber Squatch down into the car so that he cannot physically get out so that he's stuck in place. Do I need a roll for this? You sure do. Okay. I think that this is Vine stuff. Vine, I'm I an expert. I think you're an expert. I'm an expert at Vine stuff. I think this is pretty patient. Yeah. So two dice, patience. Okay, so under three. Yes! Success! We see Angela grow worried as she looks at Cyber Squatch as he's trying to get out of the car. Uh, Angela doesn't want to restrain him, but the only thing that she knows how to do is to restrain him in this moment. Angela outstretches her arms towards the feet of the Cyber Squatch and starts whispering something that the Cyber Squatch can't hear. And vines grow up from the floor of the car and crawl around the huge feet of the cyber squash to root him down into the ground so that he cannot move.
No! Free me! I'm sorry, this is all I know how to do. I just want to sit and talk for a second and get some insight into what is going on. Because we can't turn around and go back to see my uncle. It's not happening. I'm sure it's just a big misunderstanding. Your memories are all scrambled up right now. You could be seeing any sort of memories in any sort of order right now, right? For humans, when you remember things, is it like a video playing in your mind? Or is it more as though you've been transported to a different emotional state that you experienced in the past? Well, A, not human, really. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but... Human adjacent. <laughs> Humanoid. Yeah, it is like playing a video in your mind. Oh, well, I guess for Sasquatches, it's more of a emotional-based. I remember very little in terms of images, but I remember how I felt. And how I felt is that that man murdered me, and I must <laughs> seek revenge. That That's a feeling? You... The feeling of a man murdering you? My feeling is rage! Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's that's a feeling. But like I said, I think it's an under, a big, under, big misunderstanding. Can I just, like, call Zeke and Penny and see if it is, in fact, a big misunderstanding? Because they're probably with Uncle Jeff right now. Uncle Jeff. I mean, uh, that, that Is guy. Is my assailant? Mm. <laughs> Joff, I said? Joff. What? Joff, Jeff? Joff. Is my assailant? Joff? It's just Joff. <laughs> and, Angela just looks around. Doesn't really She's know. Looking, looking for people. support that yeah. isn't there. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Although... My Sasquatch heart is screaming at me to seek my blood vengeance. I will deign to listen to your Joff, Jeff. <laughs> but if I do not like the words that come from his human mind, I will use my new cybernetic technology to put many holes in his body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That seems fair. <laughs> Terrific. I strive for fairness. Angela's going to... Oh, fuck. Angela doesn't have a cell phone. Nope, because the eagle took it. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. I drive a luxury car, right? Yeah, a luxury 4x4 motor vehicle. I should be able to call somebody. I have a car phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> You have a car phone? I have a car phone. <laughs> what does that mean? Like in the, the 80s. 1992 the, model. Yeah. But no, we've said on record repeatedly this is a 2020 <laughs> They're bringing them Range back. Rover. Yeah. Well, can I... It's a corded phone in the door yeah. of the car. Yeah, the... Um, in 2020. Can I, you know, like, I feel like I should be able to have a, a feature where I can call somebody from... From my car. I mean, cars have that feature, <laughs> but do. usually they we have to. Know. Why you're supposed to, to be on my side? <laughs> you're. Uh, we're trying to be. We're on the same side. It's us versus Phil. <laughs> you can't. You can't just. Traitor. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Cheeks hurt. Okay. 
So Angela is going to use her vine powers and extend her left pointer finger <laughs> out the sunroof uh-huh. and extend her pointer finger out of the sunroof off the car and then following the path all the way back towards Heck and Jeff and Penny and Zeke. So you're going to send a vine yes. from your car Pink, yeah. to find their car. Yes. And then and then it's going the vine is going to plug into Penny's cell phone <laughs> and through that Angela will speak uh-huh. and her voice will come out of Penny's speakerphone. Yeah. Okay. So that everybody can hear what I'm saying. It's miraculous technology that mm-hmm. I have. It's uh, you know it's something older and deeper than technology, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's ancient it's nature. Viner of, optic technology. Yeah, no one That's really funny. knows about it. Uh, I don't think that there is any universe in which you are an expert or prepared in doing that. The question to me is, this doesn't feel, is this reckless or is this patient? I would say it's patient because I am not, I am Just still. Just And I, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, yeah, and you're searching. And, yeah, I'm, yeah. Ser- I'm okay. just. So one die, patience. Oh one, two, or three. Yeah, I think you like accidentally bumping into someone else's car and being like, <laughs> Whoop, not wrong you. one, wrong one. <laughs> Plug into someone's phone. Penny! <laughs> this is George. I got a one. Hey. Yay. That's a success. We cut to the outside of the car, and we see just this little vine peek out from the sunroof and bend at 90-degree angle and then quickly turn and look to the left and then to the right. Uh, <laughs> and then I think uh, some, like, jaunty fucking dingling music begins playing as this vine like the can of Chef Boyardee from the old commercial uh, just yeah. starts merrily winding its way down the road yeah. in stop motion searching for Jeff Lynn's moving vehicle. So we, we follow this this vine uh, as it scoots down the road for a moment and then we cut to the interior of Jeff Lynn's station wagon. Uh, with Heck piloting the vehicle, uh, a bewildered Jeff Lynn in the passenger seat, and Penny White in the back with Zeke Lynn splayed out all of a, atop of her. As uh, Penny, you feel something touch the side of your foot. Yeah. And you look down and we see this little vine that has crept in through the door of the car scooting up your foot and up your leg, Penny, and then you feel it um, rooting around in your pocket. Oh, okay. Hello, little guy. Um, what's, Penny's gonna, what's going on over there? We see Penny reach in her pocket and pull out her phone because that's the only thing in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Penny, you, you pull out your phone uh, and we hear a tree-like click uh, as this vine plugs itself into the bottom of your phone. What's, what what is happening? happening? I don't know. What's going Angela? on? This is Angela. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a vine. Let's see. Okay. And then Penny is going, we see Penny um, hold her phone up a little bit so everyone can kind of see this fine <laughs> phone creation. Penny! Ah! Ah! Hi. Hi. This is cool, what you did. Hex says, uh, hi, Angela. Hey, hi. Um, okay, so obviously there's some weird tension going on between the two cars and... <gasps> the cars are fighting? <laughs> Angela rolls her eyes. Well, <laughs> so, 
I was thinking that we could have our Bigfoot maybe speak with Ja... 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 ja. I'm not your Bigfoot! I, our, our friend, the Bigfoot, talked to um, Uncle Jeff, and maybe he can explain why this is all a big misunderstanding. We cut to a split screen uh, with Jeff on one side in a close-up <laughs> and Cyber Squatch fuming in a close-up in the other side. And we see Jeff's Adam's apple like extend comically from his <laughs> neck as he swallows. And they both in unison say, Fine. Fine. We just have to agree, both of you, no weapons. No guns, no missile launchers. My guns and missile launchers are attached to my body. That's, just keep them inside. Just keep, just keep, just keep them, them holstered. What was that? Oh, nothing. I, uh, that must have been some weird vine static issues going <laughs> on. <laughs> so, right. Um, listen, I'm just going to... Oh, man, I was going to drop you a pen, but I forgot it on my phone still. I feel like we can just follow the vine back. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Just follow the vine. And you'll see us parked on the side of the road. Just keep it, like, you know, at eye level for heck and, like, maybe wave occasionally. You and got heck, it. Heck, try not to slam on the brakes. That probably wouldn't feel good for Angela. No, 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 not at all. I always give myself at least a block for braking. That's a, so beautiful. A block? <laughs> all right, whatever. At uh, least a block. Okay. A block in emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> because if you know a stop sign is right, coming guys, up. All right, guys, see you soon. <laughs> Angela um, just says click because she, she doesn't really know. Click. Okay, click, 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 click also. Yeah. <laughs> click. We see Angela with her vine finger still extended get out of the car and walk around to the other side of the car, open the door for the cyber squatch. And she looks over at the Triangle J's that's just like a block away from the car. And she squints her eyes and notices that it's abandoned. Um, so she remembers that the Triangle J's had been closed because of the scar mess. And so she motions over to Cyber Squash to follow her. And they go inside of the abandoned Triangle J's with her finger vine hanging out of the door. We cut! to a static exterior shot of the abandoned Triangle J with the still overgrown remnants of the scar in the backdrop. Uh, we see the 2020 black 4x4 Range Rover luxury motor vehicle parked beside Jeff's wood-paneled station wagon, out of which now emerge Jeff Lynn, Heck Gently, Penny White, and Zeke Lynn. Um, we see Penny... She has been collecting Angela's vine arm like a rope and has been wrapping it around her arm as they've been going. So she's leading the pack and following the vine. <laughs> Fun explorer. Great. Yeah, Penny, that uh, you are, um, you see the end of that vine up ahead of you just inside this uh, gas station door. Angela is going to wiggle her other fingers. <laughs> On the on the hand with the extended vine, and she's just like wiggling her little head. Angela's excited through there. Hi, Angela. Hey. Hello. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, Zeke, Penny, along with Jeff and Heck, you all arrive to see two humongous monsters 
standing in the middle of this triangle, Jay, one of whom is your good friend, Angela Atticus Jr., the other of whom is a giant monster monkey man robot creature. Zeke steps in the front door of the gas station and lays his eyes on Cybersquatch and just kind of stops in the doorway in awe. Whoa. Oh. Big. Foot! Okay. Uh, Jeff yells as he pushes past you into the triangle, Jay. Ah! And the moment that he does, we see Cybersquatch's eyes flash red. Uh, and we see a chain gun, several missiles, and a katana all extend from the cybernetic parts of his body. Whoa, 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 whoa. Angela's whoa. gonna calmly just put her hand on top of Cybersquash's hand and squeeze it and just say, we talked about this. We see Cybersquatch uh, uh, stay totally motionless, his arms held at his side, still staring straight forward. But none of the weapons retract, and he says, um, I, uh, I will not attack yet. However, do not have total control over my cybernetic enhancements. That's, that's fair. Yeah, right? that's not your yeah. fault. That's yeah. not your fault yeah. at all. Yep. Thank you for trying yeah. your best. I will not wield my katana or chain gun until necessary. Okay. Thanks. Uh, it, 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 won't, it's, it won't be necessary, mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Squatch. Um, I'm just going to lay down Angela's, um, is this a finger, Angela, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or is this an arm? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, throw, just throw it down. We see Penny set the arm finger down. When, when Penny puts the, the finger down, Angela's just going to retract it back into her body, so she's just going to, like, snap her wrist, uh -huh. and with that, snap the long finger, and then it's going <laughs> to... Like Back a into tape your body. Measure. Like spaghetti. Yeah, like a tape measure. <laughs> you or have spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't had a lot of success retracting parts wow. of your body back. So <laughs> I am gonna have you roll for that. I would say now I am an expert because I have tried it <laughs> like four times. I practiced it like four so I should be able to have an extra die because I have been practicing this arc. That's an that's a really deep question. Is does doing something a lot unsuccessfully make you expert? Yes, because at it? practice yes. makes perfect. <laughs> that is what they have always that's said. That's what they say. And if you practice it a lot, so then you'll get better. Bound to learning yeah. from your mistakes. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes and you. But but you're saying in the moment, <laughs> so you've done something incorrectly one hundred times. You I'm, haven't done it correctly yet. I did it. You're once. saying before one does it correctly, one is still an expert in that. But moment. I've tried so many times. Yeah. You did do it correctly once. That's true. So I'm an expert. Now. Yeah, you're an expert. Thank you. you. This is, I did it. I did <laughs> heart surgery. I'm an expert. Now. I'm an expert. I do Never think this is patient. Patients I killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I got one right, so okay. As long as it was after the 300 people I killed. I got a three and a one. That's happy birthday. Happy birthday. Birthday. Success. Spaghetti. Spaghetti party. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, you uh you slurp your little finger back up exactly as you described. And I get to ask a question. You get to ask me a question. Okay. Is so I was wondering, you know, since Cyber Squatch has been at Indigo Labs for a long time, should we be asking questions that are like it kind of just reminds me of like what's being concealed here? Like what is being concealed at Indigo Labs maybe about like us that we don't know about? Or like mm -hmm. is there something that is concealed concerning us there? Is that a question I can even ask? You can ask literally anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think 
that that when you get the opportunity, uh, Cyber Squatch, in his years in captivity at Indigo Labs, probably saw some stuff. So y'all should ask him. Okay. But he's going to give me the information. He'll give you something. Yeah. Okay. He'll give you a juicy nugget. Okay. So ground rules, we already know. No weapons. Um, We should probably let our new friend Cyber Squatch here tell his story and his experience so that Jeff can say what happened too. Mm-hmm. So what the what maybe the missing pieces will come back together if Jeff tells what happened. Yeah. And and Mr. Squatch, you don't have to necessarily forgive, you know, Mr. Jeff here. Um I may kill him. No, no, not no, that no, either. No, no, that no, one no, even no, less no, so. No, no, like thank you. Jeff cowers even lower. <laughs> Angela doesn't say anything. But but I hope that it gives you some relief to know that this man won't hurt you anymore and <laughs> He could not hurt me if he tried. Well Probably true. I'm a very powerful cyber squatch now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well <laughs> we're just just Tell Jeff your story and how you feel. I do not have access to my full experiential Sasquatch memories, but I see in my mind your horrible face, Jeff Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) And it fills me with rage of vengeance. I know how I ended and I know that it was at your hand, but I do not know why. Tell me, Joff Jeff, how did you better me? <laughs> we see Jeff Lynn still quivering meekly in the shadow of this towering cyber squatch. Close his eyes and lower his head before taking a deep, steadying breath. <sighs> we then see his head snap up and his eyes glint open as he raises his index finger confidently in the air. The year was 2012. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was venturing into a particularly deep, particularly unexplored section of the Pacific Northwest old growth forest. I was on a mission. I knew that Sasquatch was real, but society as yet didn't. Like so many in this modern age, people wanted proof, preferably on camera. So I decided to get that proof. I decided to find... The Sasquatch. Our interior shot of the abandoned gas station begins to dissolve now, transitioning us back to the grainy, low-definition, and incongruous aspect ratio of Jeff's 2012 Handycam footage. We see once more the youthful, buoyant ponytail of last decade's Jeff, as the Jeff of the present continues to narrate in voiceover. I had everything I thought I would need. Research, the know-how, a video camera with a tripod. I had the first person accounts of everyone within a hundred mile radius who had ever encountered one of these mysterious and noble beasts. And we see a few clips here of Jeff interviewing some local cranks from towns around the area. Everything went great at first. I had my prepared lines and information about the Sasquatch that I was going to deliver. I got lots of great B-roll of trees and things that live in trees. (laughs) 
But as the days and nights spent combing the forest wore on, it became clear to me that tracking down this bashful cryptid would prove easier said than done. Which, in retrospect, is probably why no one else in history had ever been able to prove their existence either. Our vintage footage cuts here to a static shot of Jeff stoically standing in a stand of stoic trees, staring contemplatively off into the distance at nothing in particular. After about a week had passed, both my supplies and my cryptozoological resolve had been almost totally exhausted. All I had left was a half gallon of fresh water, a cellophane-wrapped clam salad sandwich, and the faint hope that I had at least gathered enough footage of myself standing in the woods talking about Bigfoot to cut together like a half-hour A&E special. Although the sun was setting rapidly, the thought of another night spent in that forest was more than I could bear. And so, I packed up my gear, hiked back to the station wagon, and commenced my shameful journey home. was showing. Hot night, wind was blowing. Oh, my clam salad. I'll just lean on over and scoop that up. And we cut back to the present, back inside of the abandoned Triangle J, where Jeff meekly says, you, uh, you were in pretty bad shape after the crash. There was nothing I could do at that stage except make the, uh, Difficult, but merciful and, frankly, heroic decision to take it upon myself to put you out of your misery. But it was me that hit you, and I accept full responsibility for that. And for that, I am truly sorry. So anyway, after that, I packed your corpse up in the old station wagon, drove you home, and sold your remains to Meredith Indigo for a preposterous amount of money and proprietary technology. You did what?! But Mr. Jeff doesn't work with the with Indigo Labs anymore because nope. he knows how horrible they are and he deeply regrets doing that. Yeah, we had no he had no idea what was going on behind those horrible concrete walls. But now we do and that's why we all hate them. Yeah, and we're we banded together to take them down. Right, Mr. Jeff. Uh y yes, yes, Penny, correct. Uh I do hate them and we have banded uh we've we've banded together to take take them down. Um not right this second no. or anything. It's a long-term goal. Yes. The yes. Big picture. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry for that. Cyber Squatch looks contemplative. And after a, a moment of silence, uh, we hear a series of uh, whirring gears and clicking sounds as his weapons retract into his body. <gasps> and uh, he says, um, Thank you, Joff Jeff, for telling me your shameful story. <laughs> you have filled in one small piece of the huge, messy puzzle that is my Cyber Squatch brain. And for that, I will not kill you today. Nice. Oh, uh, oh, good, good. Good. That's good. <laughs> However, <laughs> Zeke and Jeff both duck. <laughs> there is a much larger, darker hole inside of me. One that is, you know, way bigger and more important than the one that was about seeking vengeance on you. I still 
I still must fill this gap inside me. I must follow the demands of my cyber squatch unconscious. I must finish my machine. Oh, yeah, we stole a guitar for you and the drum machine. You got it? Yeah, we yeah. got them. You just stole the guitar. No, they gave it to me. They gave it to you? They wanted mm. to. Mm. I told mm. them they wanted to. Mm. <laughs> Sweet. Jeff says, uh, uh, so we'll all talk about stealing when we're back in a normal parent teen kind of environment. No. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. <laughs> but good news. I know a lot about machines. What are we building? Um, good question. Well, let's haul all of the junk out of the cars and let's have Cyber Squatch tell us how we're getting started. We smash cut to a few moments later, our camera panning slowly over a series of piles, speakers, sound cards, and other electronic supplies. Various pieces of occult bric-a-brac, crystals, herbs, weird things in jars, etc. Before stopping at the, folks, I'll just say it, rather large feet of the Cyber Squatch, where, with a crash, we see him drop a smaller pile of esoteric-looking technological thingamadoos. And here's a bunch of stuff I managed to sneak out of Indigo Labs in the course of my escape. I don't know uh, what they do, but I felt compelled to take them. We see Jeff crouch now and examine this last pile with the demeanor of a practiced science guy before exclaiming, well, my new cybernetic friend, my keen technological eyes recognize some of what you've got here. And I'll say this, I still can't quite tell what manner of machine your subconscious is willing you to construct, but one thing's for sure, it's going to require a truly significant power source. Yes, Zeke, even more powerful than the micro reactor that powers our home, but good news. I think I know where we might be able to find one. Where? Yeah. Where? Saddle up, gang. We're going to the Prospect Quandary Crash Site. Oh, oh no!
was written by Paul Medvedevich and is based on Lasers and Feelings by John Harper. Okay, back to work. Hua, 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 h